2: Sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 520. I'm your host, Christopher Jones. We're here tonight to talk football, Canadian football. Why? Because that's what we do, 520 times. Oh, my God, it's been that many. Yes, we're still talking it after pretty much seven, eight years. We're still talking football. Why? Because football is a passion. It's what we want to do. Now, speaking of passions and, and a few other things, I want to go on a rant right now, okay? Recently, in America, at the NBA All-Star Game, this chick by the name of Julie Black, who is actually a Canadian, by the way, I just want to make this point out, she's a Canadian, sings our national anthem, O Canada, and changes the words in the anthem to reflect her a pl- political agenda in the woke community on how to deal with natives or how we should be um, – how we have abused them in the past. Anyhow, but the, regardless of what she's done, I really – I have this huge problem. I think she should apologize to the people of this country for using our national anthem as a political statement. Can you imagine if we had done that to the U.S. anthem? I mean, they would have lynched her. Sure. okay? For me, the primary guiding principle in performing a national anthem is that you make it all about the country whose anthem you are singing. You do not embellish the melody with all manners of ad-libbing and improvisation to bring glory to yourself, nor do you alter the lyric to advance an agenda. No, you perform the official melody with the official lyrics with honor and respect leaving all else out of it. Okay? Now that is the guiding principle behind singing a national anthem. She broke everything there. She embellished it. She changed her, created a political agenda for it. She did it for her own personal gain. Now she's got her 15 minutes of fame. She's in the highlight. She's on every news station around. North America right now because oh she did this wonderful thing for that indigenous people of Canada. Well, I, I I have this massive problem with this. Don't fuck with our national anthem. It's bad enough that the government does and changing Trudeau just changed it a year ago or a year maybe two ago and he had no right to do that. There was no democratic vote on this. This is not what the people of this country wanted. And regardless of whether or not you think July Black's version of O Canada is better, it's the fact that she didn't have the right to do that. And I have a serious fucking issue with somebody taking our national anthem, which we should be proud of, and being patriotic and Canadians are anything but. We've proved that so many times. But we should be defending our nation and what it stands for. Bastardize our national anthem should be hung i'm sorry i have a problem with it i mean this 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 woman needs to apologize to the people of this country and and then there's so many other people go ah, it wasn't that bad it doesn't mean that much Ah, it was okay i kind of like it actually it doesn't matter you can't do it you're not allowed to do it in fact i think it's against the law i think there's a something in there that says that you can't modify the national anthem without a uh, legislative vote on it, or whatever—I don't care what it was. Parliamentary vote on it. Um, so anyhow, that's my rant for the night. I—I I, I don't know how to do this, but this woman needs to apologize to the people of Canada. But she's got her 15 minutes of fame right now. She's—she—everybody loves her. She just thinks she, this, this is the most wonderful thing. These idiot won't cancel uh, cancel cancel culture idiots. I, I don't know. I don't know. Put on your masks and go get your vaccinations and carry on. Yep. Anyhow, that's my rant. Let's open up the phone boards and talk to the boys and see what's going on. And right away, I'm going to go to uh, William in uh, Calgary. How you doing, buddy? I am good.
1: Thanks very much. I don't have anything to say about what you were griping about because I didn't hear it. I didn't see how she changed the words, and now you're going to make me go and look and see how she changed the words. And after I go and look, I will comment on it, but not
2: tonight. Um, Okay, so I'll tell you right now what she did, okay? Hang on, hang on. It's Our Canada, Our Home and Native Land are the words. Yep. Okay? Okay. And she changed it to Oh Canada, Our Home on Native Land. Okay. Okay. Do you see yep. the difference? Do you yep. understand the implications of this? Um, she had yep, no right to make that political statement.
1: I uh, I can't comment at all.
2: <laughs> no, you're just being angry about say. it.
1: No, no, no. I can't comment because because I'll get in trouble and I'll say something I I shouldn't say on air so I'll just be quiet for now. Um, other than that, um, it's really, 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 really <laughs> cold in Calgary. It's really cold in Calgary and I spent the last two days shoveling fucking snow, which I hate doing. Okay. And I hate winter and I hate living in Calgary in the wintertime.
3: I thought it was over. Could
1: be worse. It's not. The only thing that could be worse, the only thing that could be worse would be living in Regina or Winnipeg in the wintertime. So I guess I, I yeah, because it's of probably the, cold there. Yeah, well, no. Last week I saw Winnipeg's temperature in Calgary was cold. This week, um, hopefully, it's the last week of the cold I, and the last week of the snow. But I have never, I haven't seen this much snow in ten years in two days. It was insane. Okay. Wow. And people uh, tell me that I'm getting too old We're still getting snow, to snow, but. It, well, people tell me I'm getting what, too old cold to shovel snow. To you? snow.
2: Huh? What's cold? What's, what's what? You say Calgary is very is very cold. What's cold to you right now? Mine is. What's Calgary? Mine
1: minus minus thirty six. That's
2: fucking cold. Yeah it is. Yeah. It's mine. It's minus twenty seven here, and it that's pretty bloody cold in my opinion. Yeah.
1: No, I mean okay, I don't, it got up so to I, minus I,
2: fifteen today.
1: That was our high. So. I don't I don't go out in it and yes I'm a pussy, I warm my car up and I walk from my house to my garage and then from my from my parking still at work into the office so I don't spend a lot of time outside in it. But I it's cold. No. That's all I'm gonna say. And there's it's a cool. reason I left Winnipeg. Yeah. There's a reason I left Winnipeg so I didn't have to deal with this.
2: Well, and this I still don't cool. like I, the I two really or thought winter was almost because... You know, we have had a lot of thawing conditions. Too.
1: but I did too. And yeah. and you know, footballs. Oh, I did. I did. I did renew my season ticket this week to the Stampeders as well for the next for oh, the next two good. years.
2: All four. For All the four. The next seas. two
1: years. All four seats for the next Ooh, two years. Good. Yes. So there you go. I guess I'm going. And the boss wrote the I guess check. I'm going. Uh, no, we paid with a credit card.
2: Oh, okay. So, there you go company card <laughs> <Yeah>. absolutely <laughs> gotta love it gotta love it gotta love yep. it gotta love gotta love it gotta love it yeah
1: and, and i, I right. and i tell them i tell them every year the same thing the only reason i work
2: there is for the free football tickets that's it <laughs> the minute yeah. the minute they stop, okay. i retire it's that simple anyway go ahead <laughs> I quit! I quit! I quit! Charles, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? Charles, take the mute off your mic and get the potato chips out of your mouth and let's Charles, I forgot this. What sh- are you doing? I forgot this. Sh-
1: I forgot to shut mute off. Sorry.
2: <laughs> yes, yep. I, we knew that because it was dead silence from you. You would have at least grunted yep. or something.
1: Yep. Yeah. And I'm glad okay. now we'll uh, renew yes. the season tickets because so, oh, when I going to Calgary this week, this summer to see the Lions play, i got somewhere to sit. Um, anyways, uh, good evening. It's cold out, so it's cold here, too.
2: But it, You're going yeah. to Calgary to see the Lions play there?
1: No, I'm not, I'm not really going to Calgary to see the Lions play there. Well, maybe. Well, you never know what the future brings, but who knows? I don't know. Do the Lions play there this year? With this schedule, I don't know. It's this stupid schedule. You never know where anyone's playing. I don't even know if they play there in the summer or in the winter or who knows. I don't yeah. know when the Lions play in Calgary. Well, I, I think they play there in the preseason. And I'll think... go there in May. No, I don't think I'll go there in May. I'm already going somewhere else in May. So. Okay, well, yeah. Uh, Let's go over
2: the schedule here and just see
1: if, if BC yeah. does play any Oh, BC in B, B Calgary. B, B. That's the season opener. The day after my birthday. June eighth. B C is in Calgary. It is.
2: June eighth. Yeah. Oh. Well, that's kind of Do they go there at outrageous? all again? I
1: think they might go there a second time, don't they? Uh no they don't.
2: I'm kinda there in June. I'm not hmm. seeing it. No. No, the only time they're there is June eighth. No. They play Calgary on this on week twenty, but it's in B C. Yeah. Oh, and they also play, uh... 21, BC has a bye at the end of the season. God, I don't like that. Well, Well, that's not a bad thing. As long as they don't get... As long as they're not tops in the Western Division and they get a two-week bye.
1: Oh, that's true. Yeah. Good point. I was
2: going to say, Charles, Charles, you can come to Calgary for the Western Final,
1: okay? Yeah, I'll come to uh, Calgary for the Western Final in November. That sounds like fun to be in Calgary there, in November. There, 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 you there you go. They're showing the, they're show the green bomber green. game on
3: the big screen? Uh-huh.
1: That's good. I'll get my I'll get my park out and my my snow pants. And... Then again, I went to Edmonton for the Grey Cup, and it was freezing there. So how would that be any different?
2: No, no, November 11th is the Western Final. November
1: 11th. Remembrance Day. Yeah,
2: Remembrance Day. Yep. Really? Holy shit. Yeah. That's actually So, the semifinals, which is, is November 4th, and uh, so that's when the Bombers are coming to BC. Did you,
3: are you going to come out to BC to watch that game, ready? <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah. If the Bombers finish, are going to be third? I think that, if they finish third, I'm not yeah. bothering yeah. watching them. <laughs> no. Um the bubble says something. Something catastrophic happened in the in the season. Yeah, no, not gonna, not
2: days until the Grey Cup.
3: Yeah, lots can happen. Oh, I'm not predicting Grey Cup at all. That's a different story. That's like we just talked about. <laughs> lots can happen? Yeah, I mean the 80, 80, 87 days <laughs> until the
2: first preseason game. Edmonton at Calgary. Eighty seven days. Less than three dragging.
3: months. It's dragging. Okay. Rudy, welcome to the show, Bob. How are you? Thanks. Good. Cold here, too. Overall, it's been a good winter here. It's only been cold for two or three weeks. Like, really cold. So, not too bad. And uh, what was I going to say? I have not watched any of the USFL. I wanted to watch a game, and I couldn't get to it. I heard uh, mixed reviews. Crowds were bad. So, I mean... Not surprising, but... Uh,
2: it, is it USFL or is it XFL right now?
3: It's XFL right now, right? Yeah, it's XFL. The XFL. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're XFL. on right now. They're
1: actually playing a game right now. It's Seattle and yeah. St. Louis. It's 12-11 in the fourth quarter. Pardon Okay,
3: murder. well, I got curling on right 12-11. now. Twelve eleven. 11
2: That sounds like a lacrosse score more than it does anything else. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird. well, because they've got like they've got it like even...
1: two-point converts and three-point converts. And... Yeah, uh, it, it might actually be you... a
2: baseball score. I, I too, you, but that would be did a Did you a hear about?
1: Did you hear about the San Antonio game this weekend? I think it was San Antonio. How they scored? No. Uh, if they scored fifteen points on one possession.
3: Yeah. Yes, they got. Is it like they got? It, uh it? seven and, and then went like for a three-pointer.
1: Yeah, they scored, they scored a touchdown. Then in the XFL, yeah. there's a three-point convert. If you go for the 10-yard line, you score three points. So they did That's that. Correct. And then instead of doing an onside kick, you got the option. You can either do the onside kip, kick or you can convert a fourth and 15.
3: They converted
1: correct. the fourth and 15, mm-hmm. went down and scored another touchdown.
3: Too gimmicky. What? I mean, I don't mind. That, I don't and mind that's what I said Nine right from the beginning. XFL
2: and USFL are too gimmicky. Nobody's going to watch them.
3: And you know, you, know, wow. you know what they're lacking? They're lacking star power. Like if the average American look, turns on their TV and they've been watching Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady all year, and now they're watching Paxton Lynch and some other <laughs> guys that were, were washouts, or, I mean, that's uh, that's not going to cut it. Like it's, That's the end of the day. That's where they're going to fail. Is We don't have the star power for that audience. What so, do you mean? I you don't like Adrian
1: McCarron, whoever he is?
3: Isn't that an airport? <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, hey, let's it's let, not let's talk
2: some Canadian football now, can we? Because, like, I really don't want to talk about yeah. this American shit. It's bad enough talking about uh, NFL, never mind the other garbage. Okay, so, segment one here. The BC Lions have acquired quarterback Dane Evans from the Hamilton Tiger Cats in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2024 CFL draft. Hamilton Tiger Cats fans are losing their shit right now because they got a fourth-round pick for Dane Evans. Well, honestly... If they didn't get a pick from uh, a trade for Dane Evans, they would have to release him because he was not going to renegotiate his contract and stay in Hamilton.
1: Not in Hamilton.
2: So so they had no choice but to trade him for a bag of hammer handles. And that's pretty much what they did. Uh, conditional fourth round pick. I don't know what the conditions are and how they can get conditioned in the fourth round, I don't see it being anything else. Now, according to Farhan Lousy, (laughs) Dane Evans has agreed to a restructured contract with the BC Lions, and that was part of the trade, is that Dane Evans actually requested to go to BC, and so he restructured his contract so that he is a uh, competing with Dom Davis for the number two position in B.C. He has not been signed on as a number one quarterback in B.C. That is still Vernon Adams. He is going to compete for the number two position. And if Vernon Adams shifts the batter or gets injured, I'm sure that it's going to be Dane Evans that is going to be the starter. So I think B.C. has a fairly substantial one-two punch, even though it's not all-star quality. I'm not disappointed with the trade. I am surprised by it. I didn't think that they would do that after signing Dom Davis. Um, but it's kind of there. I mean, Toronto Argonaut fans are losing their shit right now because they think that they should have traded for him. But Hamilton would never have traded them to their enemy, the Argos. It wasn't going to happen. Now, BC could turn around and trade him to the Argos, and that would be perfectly fine. So that may happen. Who knows? But uh, he wasn't going to go anywhere in the Eastern Division. He was going to come out West, and nobody seemed to really want him out West, uh, except maybe, you know, could have gone into Saskatchewan, probably could have gone to Calgary. Calgary could use a good backup quarterback right now. Um, So, you know, whatever. Anyhow, it turned out okay for the Lions. I'm kind of excited about it. Uh, I'm not saying I'm overly thrilled about it, but, you know, what's the downside? Dane Evans was a pretty good quarterback in in Hamilton at one point in time. He just hasn't performed at all in the last year and a half. And uh, you, you would have thought that when they traded Jeremiah Mazzoli, he would have stepped up his game. He just simply didn't do that. So, I, I yeah, I really don't know what's going on there and why or how come, but so be it. Uh, Charles, what's your thoughts on this BC Lions acquisition? Were you surprised? Well,
1: I was surprised. I didn't
2: see this coming.
1: I mean, I figured that they were going to no. um, trade. I figured Hamilton was eventually going to trade Dean Evans one way or the other, but I wasn't expecting it to be here in BC. I was thinking about it earlier, going into last CFL season, I mean, even though we didn't know it, it was skeptical We definitely had a more talented starting quarterback, because I personally think Nathan Rourke is a better quarterback than Vernon Adams. But heading into this season, the BC Lions, I think, have much better depth at the quarterback position than they had going into the season a year ago. No offense to Antonio Pipkin. No offense to Michael O'Connor. But to have Vernon Adams, now Dane Evans, and then I'm fine now with Dominic Davis being number three. I was nervous about him being two. I'm okay with him being three. So with that, I think they've got better depth now at the quarterback position than they did a year ago. They have amazing
2: depth. Um, Yep. No, a year ago, everybody was questioning the the quarterbacking of Nathan Rourke, Michael O'Connor, and Antonio Pipkin. Everybody. I mean, how many people picked B.C. to finish last in the CFL last year? Most people. A lot of people did. Yeah, no, I, I mean I, I didn't. I, I I picked them to be third, but they ended up in second, which is great. I'm happy with that one. Uh, I thought Calgary was going to be better than they were. Uh, no, I, I think this was a good acquisition. I'm happy with it. William, um, I'm impressed.
1: Actually, to be honest with you, yeah, um, BC got BC got stronger. We know that Dane Evans always plays his best as a backup quarterback. Look at the last two, or the last, other than last year, the two years before that, he was in the Grey Cup twice, right? As a backup quarterback, yeah. Coming off the bench, so he was good. Mazzoli, Jeremiah Mazzoli always got hurt, so um, you know what? I, 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 once again, I think BC doesn't have a lot of confidence in 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 Michael O'Connor, which. Calgary didn't either after the one year he was in Calgary. And so this is a good move. And D.C. has to have. I don't think
2: they gave Michael O'Connor
1: a fair shake. Well, you know what? Everybody says that, and he doesn't do shit. So, I mean, that's all I can say. Um, but I'm thinking BC has the best depth at quarterback in the CFL right now. So, and I think it's a good move. I think it's a really bad move on Hamilton's part because because we know Bo Levi Mitchell is not going to last the whole season. So what are they going to use, Matthew Schlitz? Like really, guys? Yep. yep. Like really, mm-hmm. guys? I mean, that's that's pretty scary. But obviously, I think Dane Evans probably demanded a trade out of Hamilton. So. <laughs> You
0: know, yeah. that's
1: all I can say. But it's a good move on on BC's part, for sure, for sure, for sure.
2: What What's your opinion of the quarterbacking situation in Calgary right now?
1: Um, question mark. Question mark.
2: In all positions.
0: Yeah.
1: They have a number one. You're not totally sold on
2: on Jake Mayer, are you? No, no, not even not even close.
1: They have a number one, and let's see if he is a number one because he's got he's got no competition going into training camp. So um, he's only a third year quarterback in the CFL. I'm scared. I'm extremely scared. So. Okay. <sighs> And he was very hot and cold last year too. Um, he wasn't. He yeah. did not. He did not give me a lot of confidence. Some days, okay. That's all I'm gonna say. No. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, we we will we will see. It's just you know what. Uh, if if you go back ten years, twelve years, I knew I knew. Uh, just from seeing Bo Levi Mitchell in exhibition games, he was going to be the guy. I can't say that about uh, Jake Mayer. So, once again, yeah. he played half a season. He hasn't won a playoff game yet. Um, let's see what happens. When, and, and, but on the other hand, that half a year of, of starting quarterback, he could have got that much better. So let's see what happens. And and you'll see what I think of Calgary's quarterback situation when we when we sit down and pick uh, what place teams are gonna be in this year. So
0: hmm.
2: Well it it might be different for Mayor going through training camp as the number one guy. Because last year Maybe. it was Mitchell. Yeah. Right? I mean
1: once again once so, again Calgary Calgary sometimes they pull fucking aces out of their asses. Who knows? They could have a yeah. couple of guys waiting in the wings. Who knows, man? Who knows? So, and once again, Only Levi Mitchell mean, kind of came out of nowhere. Sparky, Sparky this week was talking about Dave Evans coming to Calgary. We know Calgary never brings in quarterbacks that don't fit it, that, that weren't part of their system. The last time they did that was Kevin Glenn in 2013. Okay? So... And they dumped him after a year, I think. That is correct. That is correct. They needed to give Bo another year on the bench. So, but you know, there we go. We'll see what happens. Once again, Hamilton's situation. Bo oh, Levi Mitchell gets hurt. Hamilton's not going to be. Hamilton's not going to be in first place.
2: I guarantee you.
1: They don't, have I don't a think they would
2: be anyhow. I well. Yeah. The Eastern Division right now is, is scary to the point that it's – I mean, we're going to talk about Toronto's quarterback situation in a little bit, but they don't have a QB. Hamilton's not going to have a QB. Montreal's got Cody Fajardo, and Ottawa's got Jeremiah Mazzoli. Like, Seriously. All There's I know. There's not one team in the East. That ended in question though. Right? Yeah, but you know what? I think the
1: quarterback situation in the CFL currently is the bleakest it's been in 25 years.
3: It is. Uh, it, without question.
2: And I've, I've said that numerous times. I've never seen such a poor class of quarterbacks. There's nothing out there right now. I am just not impressed right across the board. Rudy, oh, not at all. your Rudy.
3: turn. Uh, well, I like Dane Evans, I mean, I, I like him. I mean, I just think the two great cup losses in Hamilton kind of set him back. I think it showed last year. He, he wasn't quite right all last year. And uh, I think it's a good pickup for BC. I think it gives BC uh, insurance if a quarterback goes down. 18 games is a long season. And Vernon Adams has had injury problems in the past. So... That's, not, that's that's one thing you don't have to worry about as a BC Lions fan is that position. And uh, now, if they turn on and trade him to Toronto, I wouldn't be surprised. But um, I don't I don't see that happening the way it looks. It sounds like they well, if they
2: got a good restructured contract with Dane Evans, why would you trade him?
3: Yeah, no, I agree. That's right. And donna Mcdavis is Davis is a third string quarterback he's a third string quarterback in Winnipeg, and that's what he is. I mean Ottawa tried to use him as a second string and a starter, and that was an absolute disaster so he's uh he's right where he should be his third string so I'm not i mean sure.
2: besides the Ty fans, Dom Davis is the one that should be pissed off with this.
3: Well, I mean, he's got a chance. That they're bringing him in. I mean, if if it's a fair competition for that backup spot, then he has to make a, you know. But I think I think they've seen enough, right? They've, 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 they've had enough of a sample size. I mean, Donnelly Davis has been around the CFL for, what, five or six years? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's, there's going to be no more
2: surprises. The, well, it's though. a complete joke in Ottawa, but then so was Ottawa. I, oh, yeah. I honestly see Dominic Davis playing
1: very much the same role that Antonio Pipkin played last year as the short yardage guy.
2: Third, that's yeah, about it. Third, yeah. Yeah. As long as the other two don't get hurt, we well, saw that's, Antonio course, Pipkin as a caveat. starter. Yeah, that was out of necessity. <laughs> that's that's why who's Vernon Adams came over to town.
3: Who's running the ball for BC this year? Who's running the ball for BC this year. Oh, we don't that's know. That's a yet.
1: mystery. We don't know.
3: Yeah, yeah, that, you might want to guess that. That could be an issue if they don't have finally good running. I mean, there's lots of choose from in the States, but that's still. I, I,
2: I mean, I'm not concerned about the running back position. There's probably about two to 3,000 running backs down in America right now. And out of those two or 3,000, You probably could find 10 or 15 that are hard-charging bull backs that go up the middle and probably another half-dozen or more good scat backs. So it's not hard to find a good running back in America. It's more of a challenge getting them to come up to Canada to play than it is to finding them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's not peanuts. It's good money. It's way, way more money than they're making down in the U.S. right now.
3: Yeah, I mean, if you establish yourself, too, there's always a chance to make some more money. But uh, uh, I just thought Butler kind of uh, was hitting a stride in B.C. at the end of last year. So, I just thought have well, been enough.
2: A... You're not going to find a B.C. Lions fan that's not disappointed that he's not coming back. Okay.
1: No, but absolutely. As I, said, I, I was really hoping he would.
2: It, it's not that difficult to find a running back. It's not that difficult to find receivers. And if you're paying top dollar for a running back, you're paying too much. And the thing that's more important, too, is that if you've got a decent offensive line,
1: uh, even a, an average running back should be able to get some pretty good yardage.
0: Yeah.
2: Correct. I mean, I, I I would much rather put my money into an O-line than a running back. So if this line, running back, which uh, Butler wanted, James Butler wanted some big money to play running back, that money's better spent on the on left tackle, on the left guard. Way better spent.
3: Well, it also gives you, if you have an average quarterback, you have more time to throw the football too, right? So that helps. Yeah. Out.
2: Well, exactly, and that's that's why the 2013 Saskatchewan Rough Riders made Gary Durant look like a fucking hero. Right? I know. Yes. That's why the, uh, yeah. the Calgary Stampeders made uh, Bo, Le- Bo Levi Mitchell look like the greatest quarterback ever in the CFL. It's all about the O-line. The games are won in the trenches. CJ,
1: he was the second greatest quarterback. In yes,
2: the dear.
0: Football.
1: It's the that? second greatest quarterback, second greatest quarterback in CFL history. Um, uh, Doug Flutie was above him, so
2: well, Doug Flutie's number one. There's no doubt about that. And that number
0: two?
2: two, what's that? was number two. Yes, sir. You, you've got to be fucking smoking something bad.
3: I don't
1: smoke, Christopher. Over right, Jeff Garcia three years ago. I quit that Jeff
3: three Garcia years only, ago, Chris. Jeff Garcia only played a few years. He can't, he can't be. No, he okay. Sorry, guys. I'll, I'll give you Sorry, Bo guys. Levi
2: Mitchell's the best Sorry. quarterback no, in Calgary. No, 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 time, but that's no,
1: no. you're wrong. You're wrong. I got this wrong. Number three is Bo Levi. Number two is Doug Flutie. Number one is Marcus Crandall. Thank you very much. <laughs> <clears throat>
2: Don't, don't, that's Calgary history, is what you're talking about now.
1: You remember, you remember that, don't you? Don't you? You remember that, don't you? You come on, you remember that.
2: Of course, Marcus Crandall winning the Grey Cup. No, no, Damn, no, no,
1: no. Rudy, Rudy, you remember that game, don't you? Rudy, you remember that. game.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah for
1: sure. It was a pretty special game. Pretty special
3: it was over, pretty
1: special game.
3: And our kicker missed three field goals. Seems to be an issue when the Bombers yeah. lose.
1: You and your field goal kickers, you have an issue with that all the time, don't you? Yeah, or, uh, was, I have. Uh, there's, there's maybe the biggest,
3: the biggest problem
1: I think, the biggest problem that day I think, with the exception of Milt Stiegel, every other Bomber was drunk. So.
3: Well, you know what the story so, is, is. So is Winnipeg's a Roberts. problem
2: with having a field goal kicker, right? Is that correct, Rudy? You agree with that? that? Winnipeg has a problem with field goal kickers. So what do they do um, today? They signed a, signed a punter.
3: They signed a yeah. puncher today. Well, at least it'll go far. Punching wasn't their problem. I know. No, I know. I don't. I don't get it. I know they're trying. I know they're. I, I. I. I know they're trying to you know play with the ratio a little bit, but I mean you can't argue what Med- Medlock and Castillo did in Winnipeg. I mean those guys were money in the playoffs, especially kicking on the prairies in November. Like you can't have some Yahoo who's O'Shea won't throw, O'Shea will not trot him out there from anything outside forty five. So that's like good luck with that. And honestly, there's a wind. If there's a wind, well then he might get a crack. But
2: I, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of going with Will on this one. Fuck kickers and just go for it. Go for it in third Mom. down.
3: Well, that's what you see. I, yeah, I mean, actually, it's starting to evolve that Teams are starting to gamble, like, um, of, all, of all leagues, the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, they go for it on fourth and five. They go for it on – they don't care. They, they don't kick very many field goals. They gamble from almost anywhere you the field. only If
2: you've only got three – five yards and three downs, you, you don't have a lot of hope in getting the other five yards into your last down, okay? I No, I, three-down football – Go for it on the third down if you're anything eight yards and less. I think that should be mandatory.
1: That's why I thought Will might like the XFL, because they almost never kick in that league. They're always doing two three-point converts. They almost never punt. Teams are constantly going on fourth down.
3: See, but for me, I like punting. I like the, the strategic uh, element of pinning the team deep. Like I, I love when the kick goes at the one or two yard line, you back that team up that's how you create points because that team's backed up now they've got to march they and usually they don't then they got a kick, and the other team has the ball at midfield so i i, I don't mind uh you know a few punts I don't get the uh, the need for giving every team instant field position like the c f l did with a to kick a field goal and you get the ball at forty after like that's why would you punish a team for? Scoring points. I don't get it. Yeah. Besides artificially trying to inflate scoring. Okay. Let's move on a little bit here. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, the law
2: department, law office, has uh, now signed, I believe, with the New Orleans Breakers of the USFL. Uh, he is not returning to Toronto. It's, this, this was a very personal decision for him. It wasn't that he didn't like Toronto. It wasn't that they didn't offer him enough money. His wife is a upper management with Marvel Comics or Marvel Studios. Oh, Marvel
1: Film Studios. And
2: Marvel, Marvel, Marvel Film Studios. Now, this is part of Disney now, isn't it? Yes, it is. Okay. So she, she's upper management she she makes more money in one day than he does in a season. So, um, he, he, you know, it's a no-brainer for him to want to be with his family and close to his family, and, and the wife isn't going to, like, quit her job and move up here to no. Toronto with him. Um, that's just not going to happen. So... Um, he did the best thing that he could possibly do. I don't have a problem with this at all. I, I don't know. You know, he's not going to make the NFL. Um, he says, "Well, now that I'm down in, the, in America, the NFL can have a good look at me." You're, you're 34 <laughs> years old. Yeah,
3: I think I don't think he believed that when he said that.
2: Younger <laughs> quarterbacks true. in the NFL have retired. Yeah,
3: a oh, boy's got to
2: have a dream, man. Come on.
3: The Boys got to have yeah, a dream, when, you know.
2: I, I'm all what, for that and everything else, but so be it. You know, he, he, he wants for? to keep carry on his career. The USFL is a really good option for him. Uh, you know, and hey, you know what? He's hey, only got I'll a put, year or two of football left, and if the league lasts that long, good for him.
1: Wait a minute, I'll put this out here, out there. I've seen worse quarterbacks in the NFL than than uh, than him. Okay, I really. Have. I agree. There's some pretty smelly ones out there. So just
3: saying. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, just saying. Did you see what he signed for? Anyways, and
1: and they also say they also say he's going to make a hundred thousand dollars in the USFL. That's it. Where they say he probably would have made three, three or four in the CFL. So. Yeah, that's
2: what I'm saying. His wife makes up the difference. But the biggest,
1: the biggest thing is the USFL is going to use that hub concept, apparently, and and that team, that New Orleans team, their hub is out of Alabama, out of uh, sorry, what's the danger city in Alabama? Birmingham, okay, and that is only two and a half hours from Atlanta, which is where he lives. So that's right. uh
2: get in your car and drive home yeah. for two and a half hours. So
0: Oh this is a huge bonus
2: for him and his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, of course it is.
3: Yeah. And that's the money so a what, yeah, hundred, bucks. Bucks and you guys have
2: ever done this?
1: And they say it's not about money have, for him anyway, so
2: No, no, the wife makes it enough. Um Right. Have any of you guys been down to the southern states down there? Southeast corner of the United States.
1: I've been to Florida,
2: Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, Georgia, uh, Carolinas. I I honestly believe it's some of the most beautiful country I've ever seen. It is absolutely gorgeous down there.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. And I don't understand how anybody can be from down there and come up and move into Canada. It makes no fucking sense to me at all. Um, Matt Dunnigan. It just makes no sense to me. It's an absolutely beautiful country down there. Full of Americans, So that's definitely a a, a disadvantage, but you know what the hell. Uh, Okay. Anybody else? Uh, William, you got anything? Uh, You did. Charles, you got anything to say about McLeod, Bethel Thompson, signing in the USFL? You
1: good? No, I mean it's fine. I mean I understand why he's doing it and so on. To me it didn't seem like the Argos were really um putting that much effort into signing him anyways. It didn't seem like they uh they were all that I mean, they no, were just kind I, of sitting back, they weren't being that aggressive. They said they well, were
2: they giving put him a very, they were giving very him ca ta- offer on the table to him, okay? From what I understand, they gave him a very lucrative contract offer, put it on the table, and he said, I have to think about it. I have to talk mm-hmm. with my wife, and we have to decide what we're going to do. And the Argo said, well, we will give you until this day, and then we have to do something. And that day hasn't come yet, but obviously he's he's done it. I mean, Pinball had said, you know, we can't wait forever. We have to tie up our quarterback position They really – they have Chad Kelly right now, and that's it. Toronto is in a desperate spot for a quarterback right now. The only saving grace for Toronto is nobody else in the Eastern Division is any better. So, who are they going to pick up as a quarterback? That's a good question.
3: They don't gotta panic till the second half of the season, anyways. Go nine and nine or eight and ten, make the playoffs. In, yeah, in the East. Yeah, and then just they're in the East. just just,
1: just, just, we, we, just 15, so you know, yeah. wait a minute though. Just so you know, just so you know, USFL season ends when the CFL season starts. Or just
2: that. Yeah, up, but on. is so, not I, going to come back up here. You never I know. can't see that. It never will. Know. Know. never will. I read season the, And then our 18-game season is too many games in a year for a body. Yeah. Also, yeah, I read yeah,
1: that yeah. US, USFL contracts are all two-year contracts. So you can't yeah. just leave to go to the CFL at the end of the year.
3: Yeah, I read that too.
1: Okay. And they'll still be under contract. Okay.
2: I, I think McLeod Bethel-Thompson made a good move for his family, and I'm happy for him. Okay? Yep. Uh, I think Toronto's behind the eight ball right now in the quarterback position. Oh,
1: Toronto's in trouble quarterback position right now. I mean so, they're going to, I think okay. they're gonna go and give uh Chad Kelly uh an opportunity, whether he runs with it or not, I don't know. He's still very green and very inexperienced. I, I'm I'm thinking but if, if he if falters he, then what? Yeah, but I'm thinking if he's good he'll win as many championships as his huh? uncle did, so huh? Yeah, right? So then, Which was yeah. zero. Jim Gelley. Well, he's already
3: got one. He's already won up, Jim. What was that? He's already, he already, he already got
1: one. Yeah. Well, no, he wasn't. The, he wasn't the starter, so he's not really a uh, one. But, but he
3: still was on the team. He, still he got played, a ring out of it. He still, he's got a ring, and he still, he still played
1: a, a significant role in that game yeah. too.
3: He scrambled even in the though he, they
1: lost. Yeah. Um, no. No. The guy who played the significant role in that game was the kicker from Winnipeg. Okay. Who kept missing? <laughs> well,
3: he only
0: missed one. <laughs> That's too soon. Rudy's <laughs> gonna hang up on
3: us. What that was one too many. No, it's not. No, it's not. He only missed. He only missed once.
1: Which was and one too many. many. And then he again, got a field again, goal, three goal
3: three blocked.
1: Once again, well, the field goal, You got all these. You got all these athletes out there on the field, and you rely on a fucking guy who kicks the ball to win but the game The problem game is the
3: again. field goal that got blocked. The field goal that, that got blocked was was uh, going well wide, so that was never – I wasn't worried about that ever being good. But that's all right. He missed the kick no matter what. Okay? Oh, yeah. That was, that was still a cheerleader. Moving, on, mo- moving
2: yes, on. Moving on. The up. Toronto Argonauts, the Toronto Argonauts, again with the Toronto Argonauts, have re-signed the 109th Grey Cup hero – Enoch Malamba, And there wasn't a road show.
1: No, Enoch's pretty comfortable in Toronto now, I think. Yep. Because that's, that's yeah. where he's from originally, isn't it? Well, he's not originally, but that's where he was raised in Ontario. I think right? he's from Africa
2: so, somewhere, but that's beside the point. Yeah, I, I know
1: that. I know that, Christopher. But... He has his football experience in Ontario. So, anyways, well, that's a good thing for Toronto, I guess. He was the was he not the MVP of the Grey Cup? Top yes, Canadian, he was. Yeah, sure. He no, you won. No, won both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no, He was he the first him? person okay. to win. Yeah, he was the first person ever to win both uh, MVP and Top Canadian. Oh okay. Okay. Cool. cool. I
2: guess.
3: I'm surprised there wasn't it more it of, of a probably well, could have I mean, won
2: the best top defensive player, too.
3: Well, what did, what did Andrew Harris win in 2019? I was, was going to say,
2: didn't Andrew Harris? He, he was win never in an in MVP of the Drake Cup game.
1: Yeah, I think he was. No, I think he was top Canadian. Uh, he, won, he might have won MVP, but not top Canadian. He didn't win both of them. I know he did win both
3: of them. He won two. He won two or something.
1: Maybe he wasn't the first Googling it? I'm gonna... Who's Google? I am right, right who's now. Who's I'm who's already Google? looking it up. Okay. I'm. All... Uh, yeah. I'm okay. Then go I won't. I'm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Andrew Harris because I was disappointed because I thought quite truthfully, I thought uh, Jefferson should have won MVP of that game. No, you know what? We're if right, man, there. um, um Andrew Harris, yeah, one yeah, most won valuable most, player and most valuable Canadian. Yeah, so, I yeah, guess he maybe he's the second person to do it. I thought Jefferson should have won that because he was all over the fucking field that game. So Yeah.
2: Well, that sucks. That doesn't work. Okay. So, Enoch Mwamba back in Calgary. Uh, that's good news for them.
0: Toronto, I don't
1: think mean.
2: Toronto's going to have a terrible team. I just don't think they've got a quarterback at this point. In time. and time. No, I've been they, told that that's an important position.
1: Yeah, it is. But they don't need a good team in the East anyways. So. But honestly, was, was McLeod Bethel Thompson that great a quarterback? I mean, yeah, they won the Grey Cup and so on,
3: and he went uh, the league Carl, in passing,
1: but he was good. He did.
3: He did. He and, and once he again, on you guys, every –
1: Every year you guys talk about how McLeod Bethel Thompson isn't that great, but every year he's the starter for Toronto, he, and he keeps he, he keeps and, and he keeps winning. So
0: and he throws
3: and he can throw and he can throw a fucking ball. Mm-hmm. There's no the doubt job, about though. it. Yeah, yep. his good old line. The Toronto gave him good protection and the great tops game. It was good. I mean, if he was on a good team, then he probably would
2: have been an all-star, right?
0: Yeah.
2: We wouldn't be looking at yeah, the same way. But Toronto's never been that good of a team. Okay? And, well, they were good enough you know, to win I've the you I've always said off. that a, a really good team is going to make a quarterback look better, but a really good quarterback is going to make a team look better. And I honestly think McLeod Bethel-Thompson made the Argos a better team. I do, too. hmm as opposed to the they team making he him was, look good. Okay. They also
1: they also said he was quite a leader too. So
2: he, he was a leader in the locker room. He, he, he the Toronto Argonauts have lost a substantial asset. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that.
1: I mean, he's been he He was sure as hell better than anything three, else in the East. He was their quarterback for what three or four years now.
0: I think. Yep.
2: So. Yeah. I mean, when was the last last quarterback that they had? It was was Ricky Ray, wasn't it? it? Was Ricky Ray, yes.
3: Yeah. And Ricky Ray almost shot. The year he won the Great Cup, two thousand and seventeen, right? Oh yeah. Well that was Calgary you had that
1: yeah.
2: great cup. Right. Calgary won it two thousand eighteen. <laughs> yeah. They did an
1: auto
3: lot. So so are we going to look 17th. back
1: now in a few years and say, hey, he was a pretty good quarterback after all?
3: I think we said I've always that. I he was a
1: good I've always said he was a good well, quarterback. Well, I, I
2: think we're we're already saying that. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. We're not saying – you know what? Would he be as good a quarterback in, on a Western team? Well, I think most of the Western teams are better teams, so he would have looked better in the West. But is he – it's I mean maybe he didn't Manhandle Maybe Western Team. Maybe he Rudy he didn't come maybe, over
1: here.
3: Maybe
2: Rudy
1: I was gonna say maybe Rudy can tell us. What year Rudy was he in Winnipeg and who did they pick over him? Drew Willie?
3: I think so. Two thousand fourteen? Two thousand thirteen? I think two thousand thirteen. Okay, yeah, and was that have. Drew Willie? Yeah. He was in camp and they
1: picked Drew, Drew Willie. Willie had a good,
3: actually, Drew really had a good start here. He, he won like his first four or five games and then it just went completely off the rails, his career. And it was just, he never, I don't know what happened. We weren't very good either. So. But, uh, no, and also don't forget, the other thing is. I mean, Toronto, they get to play – they played Hamilton six times last year. Ottawa, I mean, they played two crappy teams, like eight games last year. So, yep. I mean, his stats are a little bit inflated from playing those teams. Well, all stats in the Eastern Division are inflated. Well, do that. I mean, mm-hmm. now – well, even more so now because they don't even come they don't come west. I mean they don't even play a full schedule against the West. No. M- McLeod Bethel Thompson was with the bombers in twenty sixteen, so that would have been Matt Nichols, not Drew Willie. Oh okay. Okay. Oh no, I would take Nichols over him, but I like Nichols. He was good. Under he gets shit on. I don't know why. He did nothing but win here.
1: but he didn't he win us. the big one. He didn't well, win the big one.
3: Do you want do you want to go through the games, his playoff games and how many points he put up and their defense? No, no, no we're not perfect? doing that. Cuz we right. don't really give a shit. <laughs> but he didn't win the big one.
1: And then so he goes to lose, Ottawa if, and we never we never hear if, about him again.
3: But if you lose, so if you lose 50 if, if, to 40. Kevin
2: Glenn didn't win the big one for them either, you know. So Yeah.
3: Well, wow, but Kevin Glenn broke his arm because Charlie Roberts was hung over and fumbled all over the field. Yeah, well,
2: and Matt Nichols, did, you know, he didn't win the big one either. You know, if those two guys aren't even close to being as great as – oh, uh, as, um, fuck, I just lost his name. Marcus Crandall. Marcus Crandall won the big game. He went out there and he won the big game.
3: He did so. Actually, that's the Actually, that's important. actually the block fact. punt the block punt won the game. That's that 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 killed Winnipeg. They were coming back and the block punt. That was a big play in the third quarter of that game. They we were
1: coming back until somebody offered Charles Roberts a beer on the sidelines and he said, "Fuck Charles." No, they didn't, this, didn't even
3: dude. they didn't even use him that much. But no, that that block punt was uh Charlie Roberts drank whiskey. Okay, that's great. Here,
2: here, here, here we go. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers have surprisingly re-signed American receiver Rashid Bailey on a one-year contract. Why is this surprisingly?
1: I put in surprisingly because once they signed Kenny Lawler, I didn't think he was going to be going there. Mm. I thought they would have liked to have had him back, but I thought once Lawler signed in in Saskatchewan, and that's becoming a very full receiving core, bringing him in. I just didn't think they would because I didn't think they needed him at that point.
2: L- Lawler didn't Love sign in Saskatchewan. He signed in Winnipeg.
1: I meant Winnipeg. Sorry. It was it. Tongue. Yeah. Okay.
2: You
3: think he did for a minute? He, he had to take a haircut, and he did. He he. he he wanted to stay in Winnipeg, so that tells you something about how good the organization's become. That he could have taken more money and played somewhere else, but he wants to stay in Winnipeg. So, I mean,
2: I, I don't get this. I don't know why Winnipeg is doing what they're doing. They're they're literally a geriatric team now. Kyle Walters is not doing his job. Because he's well, not got a contract for and, next and, year. And, 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 and he and is just... Year, he's not doing his due diligence and turning that team over. He just keeps signing old people.
3: Well, no. We've got, we got younger uh. running back.
1: I heard an interesting... I heard an interesting concept on Winnipeg today. Why they're doing... Why they signed Rasheed Bailey and why they signed Lawler. Okay? So... Because let's face it, Winnipeg's receiving corps was not that bad last year, okay? It was not no, that bad wasn't. at all, okay? So why would you spend $260,000 on Lawler and then also sign Rasheed Bailey? And why wouldn't you take one of those two guys, and I don't know what Kenny Lawler signed for um, but they let uh, what's his name get away. Who is it, Rudy? Um, the offensive Couture? lineman, Drew, De, Drew, Couture? Drew, Couture. Deser, Drew, no, no, Drew Desjardins, or whatever the fuck okay. his name is. Okay, he's a good young offensive lineman. Why did they let him get away?
2: And they The let theory is
1: get away too. Right. The theory is this. The theory is this. The theory is you got you got Willie Jefferson, you got Jackson Jeff Coach, you got uh come on guys, the B C linebacker, middle linebacker, Big what's Hill. his name? Big Hill. Big Hill. Okay, they're yep. all getting long in the tooth, baby. They're all getting long in the tooth.
3: Yeah. I, I would okay. say this is gonna be their last ticket at the can.
1: Okay, group, so man. So what they're saying is they're gearing up the offense to be the, the powerhouse this year, not the defense. They're going to have to compensate with a little more offense than defense this year. And they say that's why they're doing what they're doing. So
0: huh?
1: it's, a, I mean, it's an interesting theory.
3: And it's you provide an about theory. It's an interesting you theory. Pro- we'll see. I mean, they've done pretty good the last. 6 years they've been in the playoffs 6 straight years so they're doing something right. Yeah, being in the
2: playoffs for 6 years straight is no big deal. I mean, fucking Saskatchewan can almost say that.
3: I don't know in I the mean, west. In the, be, west in, Cal- in the west. In the west. Calgary Calgary has been
1: in the playoffs for the last 47 years and and look what they haven't done. So,
2: oh, you know, pretty much uh, but the one
1: thing Calgary, the one thing Calgary has done is they get rid of players before their best before date, just before their best before yeah, date. I'm, I think Winnipeg.
0: Well, I think, Walker, I think Winnipeg
1: stretching. I think Winnipeg stretching it a little bit by signing certain guys, but who knows? Well,
3: I mean, what Walter said is obvious. They're going to address the holes at. Trent. They're going to bring. I mean, different guys in, and I mean that's going to be the key is which who they, which fill the they can with. do. Yeah. I mean, Calgary's been, Calgary's been bringing in guys for years at
1: training camp that we've never heard of that fill holes. And maybe Winnipeg is doing that. Who knows? Who knows?
3: Well, West, West teams do a good job of scouting, too, in the offseason. They have camps all over the United States. I looked on Calgary's website. They have a list of, like, five, five cities in the U.S. where they're having uh, an open camp. So, very organized. I clicked on the Toronto Organaut link, it didn't it didn't open, nothing. There's nothing there for training camp information. I probably don't so. know. Which
1: <laughs> uh, Which park's gonna be not being used?
3: What's that? sorry?
1: Nothing. I was just making oh. a joke. I'd be like, no, no, which park is not being used right now? Okay. That's what we'll hold training camp. We got nowhere yeah. else. TFC huh. kicked us out of Bebo. Yeah. yeah.
3: Uh, where does BC? Where does BC have their training camp? Uh,
1: Kamloops. At Kamloops. University oh. of uh, the Okanagan. Thompson River University. They, oh, that's right, Thompson River University. Yeah.
2: About forty minutes from me here. A little longer for me. Closer to me I when I'm in Merritt than what the training facility in Surrey is from my place in Abbotsford.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I always say I'm going to go up so the at least for 40 minutes camp, to Campbell for training camp, but I never there. do.
2: Yeah. It's usually a busy time of the year for me. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's folding. It's 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 getting the ranch ready. We finally got rid of the snow. And training camp is usually really busy on the outdoor side of things here. Yeah. So it's hard for me to get away with that. But anyhow. Yeah, I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are getting a little bit too old. And they're not, that's why I say they're not as scary a team as what they have been in the past. I mean, even Zach Caleros is up there. What is he going to be, 35 by the time training camp comes around?
3: Offensively, they're scary. I mean, you had—I mean, we haven't even mentioned uh, Sean, who led the league in receiving last year. That guy's a beast. So
2: haven't mentioned them because you know he's it, it, only there if there's the rest of the team is good.
3: Well, I mean, their offense is going to be—they're uh, going to have a lot of weapons at receiver. Running game is fine. Be. If you know, now that O line. Better do better do a better job. That's than what a question mark. A cup game. That was a fucking nightmare.
1: Well, you know what? I still think. I still. Uh, bottom line, you still have to look at Winnipeg's receiving core as the best receiving core in the CFL right now. Okay. Right now, I think you have to. For I don't sure. think there's any doubt about
3: it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Even though, those, really. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing close. Yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> How many, how many, how many receivers did Winnipeg have in the top ten
3: last year? They had Dalton Schoen as number one. And now they they've had added one. Lawler. And now, oh, hold on, now they've added Lawler. And they he added Lawler. was hurt last year. But Lawler wasn't two. in the top ten last year. He,
2: even though, but that was Winnipeg. When no, I think Edmonton, he was. So you can't really blame him for that.
3: Lawler got, Lawler got I hurt. I think he was. Lawler got hurt. He missed the last four games. That's right. He was injured. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. the point. Because he was coming back to Winnipeg then. That's, that trade was done. And, it, and, also, hurt. and it, also took,
1: it also took Edmonton like six games to decide on a quarterback. So that's the other thing. So, yeah. Um, well, I'm glad. No, one they one they Taylor have,
2: Cornelius. So, okay, fine. A, you, you got two. Okay. BC still has yes. the same three that were in the top top ten last year, with three receivers over 1,000 yards, Lucky Whitehead, uh, Dominic Rhymes, and uh, Hatcher, all over 1,000 yards, and they're all still uh-huh. under contract with BC. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm really having a problem with you telling me right off the bat, without anything else, that Winnipeg has I'm a not. better receiving
1: court. I'm not because I'm a, there's a big difference. There's a big difference. What's the big difference, Christopher? What is? What's is the big hilarious? difference? No. That quarterback that BC doesn't have this year. You know, the guy who was going to throw 7,000. Yes, sir. Made a huge difference.
2: Yeah, but he was only there for half the season.
1: He was also yeah, there long term.
2: Right, but he, he, he didn't still had half. The, you know, it's not like the... The, the receivers fell off the mat for the rest of the season. You know they still performed. They still thousand yard for three of them I'd with, love with to, fucking I'd love Antonio to. Pitkin this, this, and Michael O'Connor throwing the phone gonna, to us. Are
1: you just gonna fucking yell over me? We're trying to discuss here without you I, yelling. I
2: was talking. I'd love you to, were, I'd, love to, to take,
1: I'd love to take. I'd love to take a look and see what their production was before Rourke got hurt. And after Rourke got hurt,
0: well, they and were still pretty I'm
1: good not, the year before I'm, with Mike Riley. I'm not going to do they it. They weren't quite. To the I high will level. do it eventually. When, don't saying, forget I mean, the
3: bombers. We haven't mentioned demsky or Wolitarski. The guys. And well, those all played good games. I know, about, yeah, but, I know about. I know
1: about. I know about and I know about Wolotarsky, but. Somebody else doesn't, I guess.
3: Like, those guys are just, they catch the ball. They don't drop. anything. Anyway, like they're, like I said, that's the least of my worries in Winnipeg is, is the receiving core. Correct. I'm not saying that they don't have a solid receiving core. I just
2: can't, I don't believe that you can anoint them the best in the league. That's what I'm telling you. The, I think the, overall,
3: the, just the stats don't say that. But the depth wise, depth wise, I mean. But don't forget, we've added Lawler. We've added the best receiver in the in the CFL. No, to, to the Dalton Shane
2: was the best receiver. Dominic Rimes was the second best.
3: Well, uh, and, if, and if, you're
2: if, also if,
1: if, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. and you're also forgetting <sighs> about Geno Lewis. He was the best receiver in the CFL. Uh, uh, no, committee. he was actually number so, 3. I don't
2: count that. Sorry. She was no, the third best in the league. Whatever.
3: Let's see here. And don't forget okay. what can what what can Lawler do in Edmonton last year? Like seriously, what kind of, that was a disaster. Okay?
2: Nick Jankowski was 17th best in the league. Winnipeg had the number one receiver in the league in Dalton Schoen, and their next best receiver was Nick Devsky at number 17, and then Rasheed Bailey at 19, and then Greg Ellingson at 23, who is now gone, and then Drew Woltarski down at number 33. Now, the only thing that's changed here is they got Kenny Lawler.
3: They Kenny Lawler
2: only played 12 games. He was hot, and he was 14th best in the league. And that was with Edmonton. I'll give you Kenny Lawler.
1: That's a pretty you have good, to that's give pretty high for a few games.
2: Lucky Whitehead and Keon Hatcher. I mean, Keon Hatcher was number seven, but he's a Canadian.
1: I'd say they're 1-2. And we'll find out when the season starts which is one and which is two. But a lot of times it goes by uh, the quarterback has a lot to say about it too.
2: Uh, The quarterback has a lot to do with it, and I'll give them a leg up with Zach Galeros over Vernon Adams, but then I wouldn't say Vernon Adams. We don't know what Vernon Adams is capable of right now. He's never had a good team to be around, and he's never gone through a BC Lions training camp. You can't blame him for last year. And yet he still went four and two right off the fucking boat. And I'm not being a BC Homer here. I'm just being a realist, and I don't think anybody else is.
3: Oh, BC is a solid rec- receiving core. I just, I mean. I mean, can, you, you
2: see that fucking idiot on the on on the Facebook groups is putting BC in eighth place in the league? I'm <laughs> loving it. Who is that? That Marcus guy.
1: Well, uh, I don't listen to you him. You know what I'm
2: talking about? You, you,
1: yeah, I know. You I have don't the listen to him. You have, the, you have the ability to 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 punch him, but you don't if he's doing shit like that. Why wouldn't you punch <laughs> so him? I'd do it in so a heartbeat.
3: So much can happen. There's so many so many intangibles before. There's so many variables with injuries yeah, and everything. I, yeah. it's. I mean, well, of course.
1: I know one thing's for sure, okay? I know this for a fact, and you can argue with me all you want, but Calgary is not going to have the number one receiving court. (laughs) I keep waiting
3: for Calgary to do something. Is Calgary, like, I don't know. What's going on in Calgary?
0: Not
1: much as per usual. They they signed Mika all last week, skippy fucking dude. those will just bring in a bunch of guys you never heard of in training camp and make them look like stars. <laughs> That's what yeah. they typically do. Maybe. 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 So, whatever. I mean, the only people I'm not scared of this year are Saskatchewan because they don't have any receivers either.
3: Well, they're going to be better. They than don't America. have a quarterback. Oh Harris, yes, is, Harris is an improvement. Over I think Ciardo. Harris is a
1: pretty good quarterback.
3: I give it Harris. And, is a fine think... improvement over Cody Fajardo. Yeah.
1: Absolutely.
3: That's some pieces. Nobody they, can argue that I, one. Seven or eight wins, maybe nine.
1: And you never know, and you never know what pieces go together. That's the problem. That's the other yeah. thing. You never they've signed true. a lot of players, I just don't know how good they'll be. Once again, Thanks. once again, first game if the first game of the season Zach Colaris gets hurt, Winnipeg's not gonna have the best receiving Corps in the CFL, I guarantee it. No,
3: that's probably true. Uh yeah, you know you're right. Like okay. I mean the math tells us someone's gonna lose the quarterback, like the there'll be an injury to a starter.
2: Okay, this Marcus Aurelius Dielsen, okay, which he seems uh, to have yeah, taken the name yeah. from, uh, from the Gladiator. But anyhow, he's got Winnipeg Blue Bombers in number one spot. Number two spot is Saskatchewan Roughriders. Number three is Hamilton Tiger Cats. Number four is Edmonton Elks. Number five is the Toronto Argonauts. Number six is Ottawa Red Blacks. Number seven is BC Lions. Number eight is Calgary Stampeders. And number nine is the Montreal Alouettes.
1: The biggest problem you got to take is take this guy seriously. Who, who the hell is he? Is, I mean, honestly, he's
2: just is come too. by and make them.
1: Is he from Ontario?
2: I, I think he's a Ryder fan myself, but uh, probably. Nobody would have Saskatchewan in, in, in second place. No.
3: no Based on <laughs> what? Wild. I don't know. I think as, maybe he must be a Harris fan. He actually <laughs> lives in Brampton, Ontario.
0: There you go.
2: Yeah. Wow. What an idiot.
1: I'm not going to argue with him
2: about the Calgary pick. <laughs> You you think Calgary's in second place? Of course, are Calgary's what in eighth? In We're eighth, eighth know place, what? Calgary, put a, Calgary in eighth no, place.
1: No, no, I'm gonna, I'd put Calgary sixth or seventh, To be honest with you,
2: ah, I don't see that. I still have Calgary and BC in the top three. I don't know what placing there I, are. I I yet. I, I, I
1: there, do have
2: I do have BC
1: up there, but <laughs> I don't know about Calgary. I don't know about Calgary. I
3: think there okay, question Okay, here, here's
2: my question for you. I, I understand your your hesitation on this and your apprehension, but let's look at it another way.
3: Do you believe Calgary is better than Saskatchewan?
1: I don't know because yes, you don't yes.
3: know what it uh, I'm going to say because yes. Because He's a and Dickinson. I give them okay. Do Do you believe Do you believe that
2: Edmonton or Calgary is better than Edmonton, or Edmonton's a better team right now?
1: Even. Uh, I'm very. I'm up and down on that one.
2: Because okay. I,
1: I like some of the changes. Do you they believe that there is an
2: Eastern team? Do you believe there's a team in the Eastern division? That is as good as Calgary?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Uh, which one?
1: Hamilton and Ham- Toronto, for that which,
2: matter. Maybe. Fuck off. There's not a hope in hell Ham- Hamilton is. Hamilton, Hamilton is, some, by far and away. Hamilton,
3: by far and they away. Some, they've added some players.
2: Kay. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's just not so believable. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're so weak in the quarterback position, and it's important. Calgary is number three in the league.
1: Yeah, but, Christopher, you got to look at Hamilton and see what they've done on defense. Holy fuck. Oh, I know. Right.
2: Right, but did they okay. bring back Garrett Davis?
1: Sorry? What?
2: Did they bring back your Ch- Davis?
1: Yes, yes they, they did. They haven't. Yes, they have. It. Yes, yes, they they have. yes, they have. Yes, they have. That happened last, that happened last week.
2: Yeah. Oh, I missed that one. So they're going to the great the Yes.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and they also, sorry, so they also signed
1: Junior Thurman, and they also signed their other linebacker, their good linebacker, okay? What's his name?
3: Simone Lawrence. Lawrence
1: Simone Lawrence. With, with Thurman Thomas back there, Simone Lawrence could do whatever the fuck he wants to do, and he'll be better. I guarantee it. It's going to be yep. – they're going to have a fucking – they're going to have a killer defense for sure. Okay.
2: So I'll give you, I'll give you Hamilton. It. Hamilton's up there. So – but Calgary is no lower than fourth in what the CFL
1: in the CFL. I, I, I think you give them a lot of credit, which I don't see, but I'm even looking I just at, I don't see anybody else
2: being better.
1: Yeah, but I don't see another you team gotta, being okay, better. So, so you got a, you've got a second year quarterback that I think at best is middle of the pack. Okay, you have, you have, you name, you know, other than Jerron, or other than, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? I can't even remember his name. I can't even think of a decent receiver on Calgary.
2: Do you think Taylor Cornelius is a better quarterback than Jake Mayer? I think they're equal. No,
1: I would take Jake Mayer over Taylor Cornelius. Yeah, but but be, sorry, Edmonton is going to be better this year. I guarantee it. Okay, and I think Cornelius, Cornelius had a bunch of games under his belt, and they signed him to a two-year contract and gave him some money. I guarantee he's going to be better this year. Don't count, don't count Edmonton, out. And, and this is me talking about a Chris Jones team that you keep on yeah, talking yeah. to me about, Chris Jones, and I tend to agree with you this year. They're going to be better. I, they're I definitely going to be it. a
2: better team. I have no doubt about it. But they're going to be fighting for a playoff position, and it's going to be a crossover.
3: They better be a better team in that market. They can't afford not to have a good, a better year. I mean. I,
2: I I don't like to be a homer here, but I am putting BC number two in the west, behind Winnipeg, putting Calgary in third, Edmonton a very close fourth, Saskatchewan in the basement. I honestly ar- don't have a that. problem with
1: that. I yeah, don't but know if I anybody
2: could argue that.
1: I I personally think that it's gonna be I think Winnipeg's gonna be first for a while and I think that uh second third second and third is gonna be between uh um uh, Edmonton and Saskatchewan and BC all season. Uh, I'm not sure Saskatchewan. Oh, I don't even be see fucking
2: Saskatchewan getting out of the basement. They're going to be in a from the beginning of the season to the end of it.
1: I disagree.
2: Well, we're, we're going to find out. I don't, uh, but I don't no, like the
1: coaching. I really don't. No.
2: I mean, when you admit that you should have fired your entire coaching staff but can't because of the salary management gap, you're you're in trouble. Nothing short of a Grey Cup is going to save Craig Dickinson's career in Saskatchewan, and they ain't going to win oh, that. I,
1: I don't. I don't think he's going to win the Grey Cup. To be honest with you, nope. Because in a hundred years or a hundred and twenty think- years, only in a hundred and twenty years only four coaches have won the Grey Cup in Saskatchewan. So that's not a fucking. Uh, that's not a milestone. Okay. That's not something they look he's at. He's not going to make the playoffs this season. year. He's not. Oh, I think I think they'll be the in playoffs. the playoff race. I think they'll be in the playoff race. Oh. Wasn't it
3: five grey cups wow. for like one point two seconds? What was that? Wasn't it five grey cups versus Gatron for about one point five seconds until the flag hit the <laughs> <again? laughs>
1: That's true. That's true. <laughs>
3: Well,
2: Mama. no, no, was almost, no, they almost <laughs> no, won five grand no, cups. <laughs> they almost won five. Almost, almost won five cups, <laughs> but it was never. Yeah. It was never five great cups, okay? Because <laughs> so that was would have been their fourth, and they lost the fourth one, and then they went and won another one yeah. to become a four. Oh, that's true. That's okay? true. Okay? Yeah, so that's true. right. So it was. It was never. It, they were never. Okay, that's five. right. That's right. And, and be careful. Phil Miller will get mad at us.
1: Phil Miller, <laughs> yeah, okay. He'll just hang up. He'll was,
2: phone yeah. us specifically to hang up on us. <laughs> I got a car coming in. <laughs> Good. Good. Oh, God. Okay, 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 okay. Can we flip this thing over now? Yeah, let's flip it over and see what we got on the other side. The Calgary Stampeders have not ruled out bringing back defensive end Sean Lemon, despite him currently being without contract for 2023. Will he end up back in Calgary? Shit, I wouldn't rule him out in BC.
0: Yeah, he's still out there. I, he's
2: one of those-
1: I wouldn't like. I'd. I if I was any GM, I'd sign him because he had a great year last yeah. year. Yeah.
2: So. Calgary. Trying to phonetically pronounce Calgary the way that Charles spelt it. Hmm.
1: We'll, we'll I, do, I, agree. I, do think, I do. I do things quickly sometimes, and I'm not a proofreader. <laughs> I never have been.
2: I, I proofread after I post and then go back and edit. I don't. No, no. Oh. All right. Yeah, Sean Lemon. I, I I don't know why Calgary hasn't signed him already. I don't he know why he hasn't
1: signed him. No, they brought in two guys that are going to fill the defensive end positions. That's why. What did you say, Charles? I don't know why somebody hasn't signed him by this point. Why he's still out there, period. Yeah, I'm surprised somebody else. Is was that, he asking for too much money? Is he asking? That's for too the only much money? thing I can think of is maybe he's just asking for too much, and people just don't want to give him. Because yeah. he is like 35 yeah. years old; he's not a spring chicken. Yeah. And yeah, he had a great year last year, but sometimes players can just all of a sudden, almost in the blink of an eye, break down. And I think that's why teams are kind of gun kind of gun shy to sign a player at that age, regardless of how good he was last year.
0: Oh,
2: I don't know. Go look at Charlton Hughes.
1: <laughs> that guy's a freak of nature.
2: Yeah, it's <laughs> true story. Hey, we got over twelve thousand members in the group now, eh? Yeah, how much
1: of those are? How many of those are, are computer robots? Three hundred sane ones.
2: I don't know. I'm doing a pretty good job keeping those computers out.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of work. Okay.
2: Okay, So, Sean Lemon should be signing in Calgary, should be signing in B.C., should be signing somewhere. Like, Jesus, man. I, I wouldn't be upset with him in B.C., He's a good player. Oh, Charles, where did you you get this one from?
1: Every year. Which one? Go ahead. Every every year BC signs Sean Sean Lemon, he plays well for them. Yeah, and then they never re-sign him. That's what I don't understand. I never understood because every time they've had him, I've wanted them to keep him, and they never do. I I don't know. Maybe he asked for too much money. Who knows?
3: It could be. Can he
1: kick? Can he kick?
3: Yeah, the Bombers Kenny might what? want him if he can kick. <laughs> if,
1: if he can kick, maybe the Bombers would
3: <laughs> want him. That was where I was going with that.
2: Okay. So this next one here has been a, uh, a, a, a huge um, – what's the word I'm looking for here? I
1: don't know because I, I don't know what peeve, you're going to we'll say. call
2: it for right now. A
0: okay.
1: Huge
2: pet peeve for me. Is is it time for the CFL salaries to be made public? Fuck yeah. Okay. And we're going to read this three-down article here just for a little bit. Fans of most sports love free agency. Aspiring armchair general managers can quickly check online to see the salary cap status of their favorite team, how long contracts go, and what the team's financial future could look like. Those numbers allow for the most ardent fans to keep the discussion going year-round, proposing potential trades, and generally keeping their sports front of mind. For those who follow the CFL, this isn't possible. It's far past time for the league to rectify that by publishing players' contract details. Tiger Cats loaded up with talent once free agents opened up after having already signed bully Levi Mitchell in the offseason. Hamilton added Jagger Davis, Jameer Thurman, Fraser Soapkate, uh, James Butler, Duke Williams, Boku, no, Kwaku Boateng, Joel Figueroa, and uh, Javin Elliott. That doesn't even include the re-signing of Mas- Matthew Schlitz, Sean Thomas, Aaron Ellington, Erlington, and Erlington. White. Erlington, Erlington, Erlington. Sorry, my bad. This isn't to say that some high-priced talent hasn't moved on this offseason or that some malicious, something malicious is afoot. However, the point is that fans of the league have no idea where the Ty cats or any other of the eight teams in the league, for that matter, are situated financially. 100%. 100%. Why do we not have that? Why is this a big fucking secret?
3: Wow. Private owners. The private owners I think don't want to have uh, those financials released. You're
0: not
1: releasing the financials private
3: owners.
2: Every team in the, in the NFL except one are, have private owners. There's only one community owned team in the NFL. Yeah, all that stuff's out there. I think all of the baseball teams in the MLB are are privately owned. Yes.
3: So they're, they're that's like the a 34 only. argument, Rudy. Well, I'm just I. That could be one of the. I mean, you never you never really know what the private owners how much they lose or if they make it they break even. They don't release the, that information. Is, There's we're no. We're not
2: talking about disclosing the financial statements yeah. for the team. Okay, we're not. We're talking about players' contracts. It's got nothing to do with what the team well, spends on medical expenses or travel or anything else.
3: So would would that be just a what would that they be play like?
2: for? Player personnel.
3: No. We all know that unit? it's under
2: five point five million dollars.
3: So who's, 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 not, who's balking? Is it the players' union, or is it the league not organized? Like, what is it? Is it the, maybe the union doesn't want them released.
2: I don't care. It doesn't matter who it is. It yeah. needs to be
3: released.
1: And the CFL is one of the, if I think, maybe the only professional sports league that does not publish their players' salaries.
3: And I have no idea why it doesn't make any sense. So that, Would that come from the Board of Governors? Like someone's making a. Someone's they they a decision. don't even
2: announce what the fines are every week. They find the maximum, Which is totally or they've been absurd. fined half the maximum, or he's been fined. There's been a fine for his play. Yeah, what was it? Twelve bucks. Are you so embarrassed about what your financial status is you you don't tell anybody?
1: We find him a case of root beer.
2: (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) That would be devastating for me. Keep your hands off my root beer. Do you know how hard it is to get Barks right now? Yeah, I know. You can't buy Barks root beer. It's just like, it's out of print. So, you know, he's got a very, I mean, this is a Three Down Nation article. and it, it, It's huge. It's finally they've got a,
0: I've noticed good, it's this a good is one one,
2: one. Ryan Valentine has been getting some decent articles out from Three Down. He's
1: one of the better guys but, um, working
2: on Three Down. He always has been.
1: And he's from Cal, he's yeah. a Stampeders fan, but. He's been one of the better guys for a long time on three down 80.
2: I don't know. William, what's your thoughts on this, brother?
1: What was the question? I, you know what? Fuck. I could care less. I could care less what they make. I really don't care. Um, the ones that get stupid money, like receivers that get 300,000 K for a season. I like to hear about that, but you know what? I don't really give a shit. I mean, I don't want anybody to know what kind of money I make. Why should we, why should they, why should we know what they make? That's my thought. I really don't care. I really don't well, care.
2: because they're public personalities <coughs>
1: so what so what I just it for me it's not a big deal for me, it's not a big deal. I mean, you know, other than my thoughts of of for example, you know what n f l quarterbacks make, which I think is ridiculous. Those are the things. But, I mean, I don't care if a guy makes $150,000 to play football in the CFL. It doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. Anyways, ask somebody else who might get a better answer.
3: <laughs> Rudy. Yep. Well, you need to you need to say something here. This is, <laughs> I, uh, this is your this turn is, already, to talk. I already talked about the uh, what I thought like with the player salaries. I mean, I personally would. I I think maybe the players don't want. I think it looks bad. If I think maybe it's a bit of collusion by the teams. Maybe the teams don't want. Just, you know, if player sees what someone else is making and they're a better player, then they go back. I think maybe it's, it's collusion amongst the teams. The CFL, who knows? I mean, it's borderline Mickey Mouse at times.
2: Well, I do honestly believe that the players don't know what the other players' contracts are. Or are they just trying to keep this from the players? Or do you think it's just keeping it from the general public? I mean, the the. I'm sorry, but the agents out there have to know what contracts are happening around the league. There has to be talk about what every single player just signed for. I mean, it
3: it, it I mean, has I, to be there. I mean, every player every But I mean, a lot of the big signings, you know what they make. They get reported on. Like the quarterbacks, we all know what they're basically what they signed for. I mean, the receiver; those numbers came out. So, I mean, it's not totally. If they're not
1: public, it's easier to cheat on the salary cap. Basically
3: well, and that's you kind of still, what Montreal was
1: still, doing. You can still, you can still well, cheat have on the it with,
2: yeah, They had to register with the league, on. though. Yeah. I, I don't know. They, the league has been talking for years about transparency, and yet they're the worst at covering everything up. I, I 100% agree with this guy. It is time for these salaries to be made
3: public. Well, that it would just, just be, it, that would take, it just, well, the it commissioner just has would to have to, the commissioner would, would he not have, like, he had their next board meeting, they could just say, hey, we're, you know, I, I, I couldn't see the union denying that, like that would get in the way of that. So yeah, I, I can see think. the union
1: not wanting that, but if the, maybe they would, because if the, the yeah. salaries are made public and everyone knows who's making what,
0: yeah. when a
1: player comes up for renegotiation, you've got a better
3: idea of uh yeah. what your peers are making and might be easier to get more money. It's probably the league that would be more reluctant. Well, that goes back to my, my 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 collusion thought that maybe the teams are saying, "Well, let's not release you know all the all the hmm. salary numbers
1: that actually, I the players think, love.
3: excuse yeah. me here, just for a second i there's a small little club
2: in here of free of of player agents, okay, and every one of them knows what their clients signed for Yeah. And and that information the is that... passed around between them. That is not something that yeah. they keep tight to the chest. That's, that's okay? true. So every player out there knows what every other player signed for. You're not trying to fool a player by saying, well, nobody out there in the league is getting that much money. Uh, it's, it's not happening. Everybody out there knows exactly what every other player is getting. It's not a secret it's only being it's, kept from the general public
3: maybe it's bad pr that a canadian makes way more than an american in some cases that he's half as good but at. that's
2: a fact we,
1: we already knew that this.
2: Uh-uh.
3: we yeah. knew
1: lamar durant was the highest paid player on the lions that one year or the highest paid receiver, but,
3: receiver anyways but i think when and it was when, it, when, it's, when it's in black and white And for everyone to see, I mean, people that follow the CFL and, and, and closely and and dig for that stuff, but that was just like, you know, readily available one click away on a computer screen or, you know, a newspaper or whatever. I think that would be, that would, that would circulate a lot quicker. Just a thought. I mean, we don't know, right? We're we're basically – no one knows what the real reason is. So we're just kind of guessing here. You know, maybe
1: what they don't want to happen is, for example, if uh, Sean Lemon played for $100,000 last season and he had an outstanding season and they don't sign him again the following year, People will know that, well, why didn't you offer them like 150 or something like that? Maybe that's what they're trying to avoid as well. Why is the te- team so cheap and not signing our star players back? You know what I mean? Who knows? Never been an issue for me, though. Don't care.
2: Yeah, it's because you don't really follow the, the business side of football. And and that's kind of, I follow the business side of football more than I care about the play. And that's always been my thing is that I like to watch, play the the owner, play the GM far better than I want to be the running back. Anyhow, this is a big thing for me. I don't understand why it's still the way that it is. It's not a big thing for Will. So we'll we'll move on at this time because there's nothing that is going to happen about it in this conversation tonight, that's for sure. But I'm glad that somebody is bringing it up, up to public awareness. My,
1: you know and I again, don't know whether or not once again, there's people that are agreeing again, with him or not. Once again, my biggest thing is... Why the fuck should you know what kind of money I make? It's none of your fucking business.
2: Uh, it, it actually it is when you're a football player. It, it doesn't make not. a difference when you're building buildings. No, uh, But it no, is. It doesn't make a difference. Like how people. does it make it,
1: Explain to me. Explain to me how it makes a difference. Well, if ticket prices are tied how to players' salaries, it could be there.
0: What?
2: Well, we'll see what happens. I don't know, but I don't think anything is going to change.
1: No problem. No, not. I
2: don't either. There's,
1: go ahead. Move on. Must be something else to talk about. Not
2: much. Jamie Nye gives us the best under-the-radar, Jamie Nye, yes, Saskatchewan Rough Rider wannabe, uh, gives us the best under-the-radar signings for each team. So let's look at Jamie Nye's best under-the-radar signings for each team. We have in the Edmonton Elks side linebacker Kevin Francis.
3: Who's <laughs> he? I've never heard of him. Before.
1: You know what? He a lot of people, and this is why I think they say he's un, it's under the radar because a lot of people haven't heard of him. But in reality, he led the CFL in special teams tackles last year. Yeah, with BC, so. Man, I think special teams player. Yeah, yeah. And special teams obviously isn't the most. Uh, most interesting uh, position, obviously, but it can be very, very important.
2: Oh, but special teams
1: yeah. have kickers on them, don't they? So that's really important, actually. Should have seen where that was going.
2: <laughs> oh, I, you didn't see where that was going, I don't know. You're very naive there, Carl. Uh, BC uh, Lions yeah. signed offensive lineman Chris Slinger. BC lost two Offensive linemen in free agency, Joel Figueroa and Peter Godber. But Peter Godber was replaced by Michael Couture, so that was definitely an upgrade. Uh, Joel Figueroa was a big loss, but who is Chris Schluger? Anybody?
1: Is he going he to be the future left tackle of the of the BC Lions? isn't that Could what be. played? that's kind of my guess yeah well that's what
2: that's what you' all played, but I, I don't see anywhere where he says that this guy is going take take his
0: place
2: I don't know okay, um uh, over to Calgary the linebacker silas Stewart
1: well, he wasn't a free agent signing. Wasn't he? He's still under contract. Was he already with no, Calgary? He's still, under, he's still under contract. Yes.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: Okay, then why is he on this list? Good job there, Jamie.
2: but It says it says no. Calgary Stampeder's only signed one free agent in defensive line, Julian Hauser, and you right. can't can't put him down as a sneaky signing so I'm going to have to cheat and go with a sneaky re-signing slash extension for Stampeders. Oh, okay. Silas Stewart wins the award. With yeah, and I think Jameer Thurman off to t- Hamilton. Stewart will fit nicely into the middle.
1: Right, but they obviously brought in uh Nika Ah for a reason as well. Could be competition. Mm-hmm. Could be other things, but they've got two or three other guys in... in on their roster that can fill that spot in my mind. So,
2: yeah. Okay. Calgary or Saskatchewan our Rough Riders, uh, uh, D-linemen, or it's a tie between D-linemen Stephen Banks and receiver Sean Bain Jr.
1: Obviously, uh, Jamie Nye didn't watch Sean Bain Jr. in Calgary last year. Saskatchewan can have them forever, okay?
3: Yeah.
1: He's not smart enough to I run routes. I don't route.
2: disagree with you there. He's, all
1: I'm, he's not smart enough to run routes is all I'm going to say, okay? Yeah.
2: Okay. okay. Winnipeg, boy Bomber, Sneaky Signing. Who would you say that was there, Rudy?
3: Uh The punter. No, nope. <laughs>
2: defensive
3: back Desmond Lawrence. I'm still saying the punter, because he made me <laughs> kick field goals. <laughs> Who did you say,
1: Christopher? Yeah. Was it a defensive lineman?
2: Yeah. No, it's a de- defensive back Desmond Lawrence. Oh. Came over okay. from the Ty Sh- Cats. Okay.
1: Defensive defensive lineman
2: Darius Soroka, Soroka, Soroka. I don't know. Anyhow, big deal. This is a dumb article. Yeah, it is. Hamilton gets a tie with D tackle Casey Sales and defensive back Gavin Elliott. That's sneaky.
1: These guys are really shaky because most of we... us haven't heard of these people. But <laughs> That's why there's Well, Casey. no,
2: we had Casey Sales. I know. I was only kidding. Yeah. Ottawa red-black flybacker Gary Johnson, Jr.? I never heard of him. I don't know who he was. He is? He's Gary Johnson, Sr.'s son. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he came over from... Sus- well, it's because he was a writer. Oh, Montreal's sneaky signing is a long snapper. <laughs> Isn't that like a kicker's assistant?
0: Was Jamie no, Lloyd? Was Jamie Knight
2: bored one day? <laughs>
1: this
0: was really. G-
2: with, this was with this article. This was really. There's one comment. One comment on this entire thing. Do you want to know what it is?
0: Yes, sure.
2: What from <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, kind of hard to disagree with that guy. Who cares about them? I mean, no one knows these people.
3: Well, you're the one that... They're sneaky because nobody...
0: That's why
1: Brother? they're
3: sneaky. They're Isn't sneaky because United? nobody knows who they are. The writer, the, the, the more interesting stuff in Saskatchewan is the uh, the media they're fighting. The play-by-play guy in Vanstone are having a a tiff in the media. Seattle um, called uh, Vanstone the voice of the writers, and Ball took exception and blocked everybody and threw his fit on Twitter. Not kidding, re- real life. You yeah, did you see what what job he has now?
1: Yes, yeah. No, I I saw the, writers. He the writers now. He's
2: the historian.
1: Yeah, yeah propaganda. Historian and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. internet writer
3: is what they call him.
1: Yeah. Historian so like, history.
3: He's their historian. He I thought, thought like, he's he got hired by ESPN or was going to, like, London to write or go hire by the BBC. No, he just took a job with the, the Saskatchewan Ruffers doing the same exact thing he did for the Regina Leader Post. There was there's actually no difference. He's always getting paid a little more money for Saskatchewan. The, the, the football team. Very funny. Just be
2: careful you don't say anything about Craig Reynolds. <laughs> Look what happened to Rod Peterson.
3: Oh, wait, that's right, eh? Out.
2: He's doing all right. He's still got his head show. and lives in
1: Florida half the year.
3: Oh, I think he's doing a lot better now than he was before.
2: Probably. I
3: I can listen to him now.
2: He's still a homer. He is.
1: Not quite as bad. Not as as bad. He's at least toned it down somewhat.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, I like Rod. I talk to him quite regularly, but uh, he's still a homer. Okay, Greg Ellingson, Cody Fajardo and Jason Maas are the main reasons why he picked the Alouettes over the Riders.
1: Well, why?
3: Ellingson was hurt all, most of last year. So he's got to show he can stay healthy before, you know, we get too excited about him.
2: So instead of going with Trevor Harris and Jake Winiki he chose Montreal with Cody Fajardo
1: and Jason Moss a combination
2: that did not but work out that's no, the head coach That's the head that's coach. He's not even the OC over there. No.
3: But that's just typical rider delusion, right?
2: Like it doesn't That's
3: what they do. They I mean
1: I I think he's just saying that to uh, get public favor and just get the people on his side. I can't believe that he, a, he honestly believes
2: this crap. Now, are I you really telling me, me he went to there? was offering of the most amount of money. Hmm. Probably. That's probably what it is.
1: It's got nothing to do with I mean, seriously, why,
2: why would you go to Saskatchewan ever? It would, ha- it would have to be for the Money.
1: Money. But I honestly don't believe that um, real reason, Greg Ellington. Yeah, I I honestly don't believe Greg Ellington woke up one day and said, damn,
2: they got Cody Fajardo. I got to go sign there." Oh yeah, Jason Moss is my buddy. He's he's a very calm, yeah. level-headed coach. Yeah.
1: <laughs> he did a great job in Edmonton. Let's sign there. I'm in. I Thanks, like no being crushed okay, by Gatorade. I love to get Gatorade buckets and headsets thrown at me.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, no, I don't know. Okay, six minutes left in the show. I want to go down to this next segment here just for a second because there's really nothing to say about Greg Ellington I think he's stupid for going to Montreal, but you know, hey, you got to go where the money is. They, they were offering him money, and the other places weren't. How old is he? It's the only thing that I can see.
3: Is he like thirty three? How old is he? He's almost done. Yeah, thirty two,
2: thirty three.
3: He he's not he's
2: not over the hill, but he's been around for a while.
3: His body's breaking down, I think, a little bit. He had some nagging injuries all last year. He's approaching the peak of the hill. Yeah.
2: It's Big box office here. returns needed for Ty Cats free agency reboot to be deemed a success. Now I think the Hamilton Tiger cats have one of the most consistent attendance ra- records of any of the teams.
3: Uh, Winning eight, or losing uh,
2: Hamilton still has, has, uh,
3: that's not true.
1: Uh, I don't know. I think they're pretty they're pretty they, some, they're, they, they, are very,
2: some, they have a very, very stable fan base. Okay.
3: Now they As do. Always now has. they do. Since since they've got since they've gotten moved to Tim Hortons they have, but when they're at Ivor Wynn they had some horrible years. Sixteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand. They had alouette type attendance. I, I do not believe
2: that signing a bunch of free agency is going to be good marketing for them to sell out the stadium, which is damn near sold out already.
0: I don't, I don't know, know if it. I
2: agree. I think it
1: might be.
3: They want to win the Grey Cup.
1: You think it might be? <laughs> you got a lot they they of need to get to the Grey Cup. Gonna... They
3: need to win a Grey Cup. Yeah, yeah, I don't they do. think well, they're but... going to do it this yeah. year. It, if well, they, they don't go out and you know, win a Grey Cup, they're going to start cleaning house. They play in the East. You've got to get... Seriously, they'll worry about it in October, win a few games. They'll have a one-game shot at home in the Grey Cup. If now they I get they to into the Grey
2: Cup and they're at home, their fan base might win that game oh, yeah. for them.
3: Yeah, they almost... Well, look at look at in uh 2021 it was all it was all Ticat fans nobody could honestly they, sh- they should have won that game too oh yeah Winnipeg like seriously Winnipeg got lucky in that game For- fortunate oh they fortunate. did if Steven B- Gunbar holds that ball in the end though Winnipeg doesn't win that game uh that was a tip pass that was a great defensive play by Nichols mm-hmm. that was amazing that's the most under. That's an underrated play, actually. But yeah, uh, bombers got lucky, like for, for sure. Whatever happened last year, it kind of evened out. Bombers were due to lose one. Yeah, they're they're desperate for a great Cup in Hamilton, so they're going all out. But if, believe I still don't think healthy. that it's
2: going to make a difference in their box office this year. That was my point. They
3: average they, they average
1: twenty two, twenty three thousand. Well, yeah, their box office is pretty good, regardless, without all these signings.
3: Yeah, you can get to. I mean, yeah, but you, what? Well, well, how much do you make on twenty two thousand fans a game? Like you're not you're not getting rich. Bob Young's never making the money back he lost on the team previously. I don't I think mean, that's his intention anyway. He doesn't give a no. shit. No, he's a billionaire. Yeah,
2: three times over.
3: If oh. uh, they keep Olevi Mitchell standing up, oh, yeah. they'll, they'll have a chance. They keep him healthy.
1: That's the million dollar if, though.
3: I mean, basically, Toronto's not going to, I think Toronto going to be a lot worse without, you know, a legitimate starting quarterback. Ottawa. Montreal. I mean, basically Hamilton, I don't know if they have a cakewalk to the Grey Cup game, but as long as they don't do anything stupid, they should get to the Grey Cup game. Well, the there isn't really any hurt.
2: competition in the Eastern Division for them no. at this point no. in
3: time. No, there you really gotta isn't. Ride
2: the troops. Yeah.
3: they got to rally the troops for one game.
1: I would have said Toronto, but they just don't have... Uh, their question mark is a giant, or their quarterbacking is a giant question mark.
2: Yeah. Without, without question, that one is correct, Charles. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 520. i twenty. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. We are talking football, and it's up for this week. 120 minutes gone by in a flash. Uh, free agency is all but over we got combines coming up in March, uh, followed by the draft. Oh exciting times. Uh, then we start training camp beginning of May. We are exactly what was I, what did I say? 87 days from the first preseason game. Like football that, season. Yeah. coming fast. 49 seconds left, Charles. Say good night.:
0: Good night,
3: folks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.: And Rudy. Good night, everyone. Talk to you next week. Stay warm.
2: William. Stay warm, William. Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Go Riders.
2: Go Riders? What the fuck are you talking about? Can't believe you said that. And he left.